So it is, therefore, we are not angels from heaven to speak to you, but men whom grace and grace alone has made to differ from you. We rise up in prayerful exultation and cry out together, Hail Mary, full of grace. We need to start with the conviction that nothing on this earth satisfies. I want to know you and the people you serve. Every priest is a kind of a mediator between God and man, bringing God to man and man to God. Send us out to bring glad tidings. Go make disciples. Life is Still Worth Living, a podcast of the seminarians of the Diocese of Peoria. S, 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 S. Sneaky snakes. If they don't like the S's or hear the echo, that means I need tapestry. So I guess send me stuff. Send wall art. Yeah, I do. That's my plan for today is actually to, I have some icons. Okay. Finally. I mean, yeah, we've only been here for a month, so. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I move kind of slow. <laughs> Most of my energy has been, of course, doing the schoolwork. That's number one. Doing our work. I mean, number one is Holy Hour, I think. You number one say. is, yep. That, number two Lord's is work. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord's work, as it were. Uh, uh-huh. And then um, keeping my room clean, which, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> No, I will it's say, been all right. <laughs> you've been hosting us for breakfast every morning, and your room has been amazingly clean compared to what I've seen in previous years. Yeah. It, but the walls are still very bare. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I, yeah. And I remember there was a time as my as my calendars just staring me in the face. Like, I have, like, There's the, a the giant white calendar right in front of your desk. <laughs> and I have not used it once this year. <laughs> It's like the calendar of good ideas because it's like, oh, when I fill this out, it's, I can see what's going on for the month. But it's really bad because I, I, I look at it and I honestly, I think, well, you know, we have fall break here in two weeks. So that's kind of like, I'm not doing anything for fall break. So it's kind of like a wasted month. Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah. I kind of off the entire month for the one week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, you know, what, what am I using this for? <laughs> I have a nice planner that I really have enjoyed using, uh, but instead of filling it out a month ahead like I normally do, I've been going week by week. Oh. Each Sunday, I'm like, okay, what do I have this week? And then I go with that, and then I make it till next Sunday. So <laughs> while I, I do think page. that is a useful calendar to be able to see the whole month, I do have I like the other liturgical yes. desk calendar. Yeah, liturgical I, that's desk the one calendar. I have too, and I uh-huh. actually that's the one I have filled out completely. And then I've also been. I'm real proud of myself. Human formation works. Yeah, yeah. I have Google calendars is uh, mm-hmm. like my my other one uh, that I've also had filled out. I'm using different colors for different things oh, too. Man. I'm advanced. Getting fancy. Yeah. yeah. I have <laughs> – so I look at it. It's like, oh, here's this. Here's this, which it is full all the time. <laughs> that it is. We've had a busy time in the first month back at seminary. Yes, we have. Um and it's been a while since we've been on here, been able to record a podcast. I don't know exactly how I'm going to somehow pair this with the intro. Yeah, I was curious if we were going or just <laughs> just kind of rambling right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with it. My name is Jacob Martini. And I'm Deacon Nathan Hopper. In the last episode, I think that came out. You know, I was I was in Guatemala with uh, we had Ben oh, yeah, that's right. and uh, our, our newest seminarian at the time, John, had come on here. Uh huh. Uh, and recorded, and and now we're all in 
different places. That's right. We split up across the physically. country. <laughs> All the seminarians. I mean, at least we're within the country now. It's not, none of us are in Guatemala. No, right none of us are in Guatemala. <laughs> We're all within and, the United States. And I have yeah. talked to the guys over, uh, you know, the, the other major seminary we're saying too is Mundelein in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked to those guys and they they seem to be doing well. Uh, Blake Miller, of course, today is his birthday. So shout out to Blake sure. right away. I didn't realize that. I want to send well, a text yeah, later. You know, it, <laughs> it's, it's one of the things on my calendar. Nice, nice. Very good. Well, the diocesan one. Oh, yeah. Woo. <laughs> Downloaded the calendar. This is his birthday. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then his birthday is 20, the 25th of the month. Uh-huh. Uh, mine is June 25th. So okay. it's a different month, but it a little bit easier makes it easier to remember that way. Remember that way. Okay. Uh, nice. And although he's been doing well, I have heard uh, the beginning, it wasn't the best. You know, Blake has a, a pet fish. He did have a pet he fish. He did have <laughs> a pet fish who died after, I think, a week of having him. Yeah, well, it had such a, a, a personal... Intimate creative name, I believe. Was it Orange Fish? Orange Fish. Orange Fish, yes. <laughs> so, our condolences for Orange Fish. Uh, moment of silence for Orange Fish. And we're back. And, and then he <laughs> bought... <laughs> and I think he did buy another fish. I, I, I knew he was planning Which to go ahead. I think it's just a black fish. <laughs> oh, Blake. Uh, it's easy to distinguish him that way, I guess. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess things are going well over... Yeah, I've reached out a couple times, and (laughs) so far everybody seems to be doing all right there. Yes. Uh, And we've, of course, you know, we've been busy here. It really is, I think it's great being kind of like towards the end of our time here in seminary, just like... Yeah, my last year. I have a a calendar, a chain that I rip apart (laughs) once once each day, (laughs) counting down. It's crazy, like... Oh man, the fraternity, um, like in the class, and, and I, I just feel more, I think, challenged um, as as like more than previous years. And I don't know, it's something in the water. I don't know, maybe it's just a, a great year in general. But uh, it's been great to the different guys in my class that I've gotten to know as we're all kind of like coming back from the summers as we're all kind of preparing for, God willing, our diaconate ordination yeah. um, this coming May. That's like, okay, guys, like, yeah, like, we've been serious before, but, like, it's it's coming quick. Like, we got to gotta be ready as much as we can. Yeah, there's something, uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to define it, but the fraternity within the class changes as you continue progressing, and there are some guys that they discern that this isn't what they're called to, and they leave, but around third theology where you're at, and definitely by fourth theology, everybody's solidly in, um, yeah. and and there's a different attitude in the class because of that, which is uh, pretty cool to see. And really you openness. You know, we're doing uh, homiletic practicum. Oh, that's right. You started that's, early this year. Yes. <laughs> that it's, it's been really cool to see uh, how comfortable we are. You know, we've been together now, some of us, for four years. Like, this is our fifth year together. Um, some of the guys joined us in, in First Theology a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But, but just, like, the openness to uh, correction and guidance, uh, as well as... On the flip side, like that willingness to like, hey, uh, you said this. I think this could it could be better worded, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. like this. Um, the charity, like truly that that fraternal charity, and that yeah. And you guys have been impression. together long enough that you know it's not. You're not trying to one up each other. You no. are. You're helping each other. You're all realizing that and you're going so into cool. the same ministry, and you they, want to do as well as you can. Everybody, uh, it 
everyone has been preaching. I think all of our, you know, not to toot our own horn, but it's, <laughs> they've all been really good. Like, yeah. uh, and they've all been really different. Like <laughs> you could have, of course, we have three guys going and preaching on like the same readings um, each mm-hmm. time. But everyone is like preaches different. There's something about the word of God. You don't only have one approach towards it. No, it's, we're learning something like, uh, just the other day, uh, one guy had kind of like taken it, uh, with the church fathers and and kind of went the church father route with it. Another guy used, um, he was looking at the art in a cathedral and kind of painted a picture like that way, like having us imagine kind of what that looked like. So it it was kind of cool just say, seeing like, oh yeah, like, yeah. Our, our, the, every, each of the guys' personality kind yeah. of really come out. Yeah, I remember um, one guy that I would have never expected, but he quoted The Sandlot for <laughs> a good 45 seconds and then <laughs> turned it into a beautiful homily about the Lord, uh, which I'll never forget that, but I also would have never expected that from my classmate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it is a, a pretty cool time. And that kind of almost leads into what... Of course, I uh, as we're busy, you know, your brother, Deacon, class. Uh, yeah, they're still at the parishes. The parishes. working right now. I uh, <laughs> was able to come back to seminary earlier this weekend. So. And it helps, you know, your parish is just down the hill. Just, well, so, yes, it's uh, I'm very nearby. I'm no longer just down the hill at St. Anthony's as I was last year. I'm actually all the way in Emmitsburg, <laughs> which is, I mean, a whole five minutes further away. Wow. Um, so, yeah, my, my drive, my commute really has tripled, I think, from what it was last year to my pastoral assignment. I, I think it really has tripled. <laughs> I, think it, I think it might have. Um, but uh, I'm managing and making the full 10-minute drive down to uh, St. Joseph's, Joseph's in Emmitsburg. Um, but then we are done with Mass in the morning and... I'm back here by the afternoons, so I'm able to be here and record with you. Yes, and um, and this is you know Sunday afternoon. It's prime yeah. time, record time for for us out here. Uh huh. Day of rest. We <laughs> just need to kind of chill and talk about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, we weren't weren't able to have too much time before Nation to kind of hear how you guys were preparing. Uh, but now on 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 yeah. the other side, it's kind of cool because you know you you guys are ordained. What has that been like? Um, for you, um, what have been some graces uh, from the the literal gift of grace that God has given you sure. through through a nation? So first of all, I do want to apologize because I know that you wanted to do an episode before our ordination. That's okay. Um, the couple weeks leading up to ordination were a blur uh, <laughs> that I was not quite prepared for. Um, not that it, not that I wasn't prepared for diaconate ordination. Um, just so many different things that had to be planned and put together and. Uh, visiting schools around the diocese, visiting mm-hmm. parishes, priests I wanted to see. Um, so I do apologize that we weren't able to make that work out. Um, but to your actual question. Um, <laughs> well, we have you now. And I'm right. here now. And yeah, I was trapped in the same building, so you can find me a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, some graces um, from the summer. Uh, I had an amazing summer assignment uh, as a deacon. So I was ordained on uh, May 21st this past summer, so 2020. Two, that's the year we're in. Um, and um, yeah, so doing the first Mass as a deacon at my home parish in Epiphany um, was beautiful. I was vested as a deacon at the ordination by my pastor, actually, uh, Father Eric Powell, mm. um, who's been my pastor there since second grade, I believe. I think oh, wow. he's been there uh, quite, he just celebrated an anniversary. I should know off the top of my head, but I don't. 
Um, but he's been in Epiphany Parish for a long time since I was a little kid. Um, has been uh, had such an impact on my vocation. Was really the the first priest I talked to about uh, what I didn't realize at the time was discerning a vocation. <laughs> um, so he was able to be with me during the ordination mass, and then I had the first mass as a deacon. I preached for the first time that Sunday. And kind of interrupt just one Please. sec for the people. Um, you know. <laughs> I remember going back, my grandparents were asking about it, so shout out to my grandparents. For this. Yeah. What does it mean for someone when, when you're vested by by somebody? So what, sure, what yeah, of, great. Maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah, something I didn't clarify. Um, no, it's okay. So uh, w- there's many different uh, parts of the ordination, um, which all have uh, beautiful and are loaded with meaning. Um, but one of those is the vesting. Um, bec- there's special vestments or garments or uh, clothes, I guess, for lack of a better word, that, diff- that priests wear and the deacons wear. It's a little bit different between what priests and deacons wear. Um, a priest wears what's called a chasuble, whereas a deacon wears a dalmatic, um, which you'll notice if you have a, a deacon at your parish. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit different vestments, but um, part of the ordination ceremony is because the deacons serve as deacons for the latter half of the Mass, um, the priests, they, they get... Sorry, I'm not explaining this very well. I think uh, you're doing great. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Um, the men who are being ordained deacons, one of the parts of the ceremony is that they uh, put on their new vestments as deacons that they get to wear. Um, and it's been a tradition for uh, lots of years, I have no idea what the number is, um, that they get vested by uh, either a deacon or a priest who is also already a deacon. Um, somebody who's already been serving in that ministry uh, and they get to uh, assist them and it's kind of like an honorific role um, that happens during the ordination. Um, I've seen it done before that men will choose men to vest them for diaconate ordination who were kind of a part of their uh, earliest discernment um, when they began discerning vocation. That seems to me to be kind of typical for choosing a man That's like right. that yeah. to, uh, to vest them, uh, which is why I chose my pastor, uh, Father Eric Bell. So then you were were then at your home parish for, for the first Sunday. Then the next right day after. I went to my home parish after we had a very nice party. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my family uh, who threw a very nice party. I had a great time with um, all of them at my home. Um, don't want to miss that. <laughs> then, yeah, the next day, next morning we had mass. I was able to preach my first homily. Um, I'd obviously done a lot of practice homilies <laughs> as you're experiencing now. Um, but I had, yeah, prepared a homily uh, and... And gave it, and it was, um, it was, uh, yeah, it's indescribable, really. I know that's not very fair for a podcast, which is an <laughs> audio medium. Um, <laughs> but to, uh, just to try to explain, yeah, what, being able to preach the gospel um, during the Mass um, and then give a homily, really, I mean, not for the first time that I've been able to share um, a lot of what. Uh, I've learned, but also what the Lord has been doing me, um, mm-hmm. because obviously, like doing this podcast is a is a form of that, um, but to do that in the liturgy um, was just an incredible experience, and to be able to, to look out and uh, see a lot of people that I knew and loved out there um, was pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry, I don't have great. any more words no, I, for it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. The joy in your guys' face like, it was was just oh, beautiful yeah, to see. Yeah. And honestly, like seeing how even now when you guys are preaching, of course, the deacons preach. For masses uh-huh. here, it's it's been just a blessing to, yeah, to see you guys. Yeah. And yeah, I don't <laughs> think that there was a, a smile plastered on my face as I've been told many times, from between when ordination mass started 
And the end of my after party, after my first mass the next day, I uh, had a big smile plaster on my face. I'm sure it was cheesy. But <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so you then went to your summer assignment parish yeah, yeah. in St. Matt's. Mm-hmm. I went, went down to St. Matthew's in Champaign, which is a, a beautiful parish, one of our, um, one of the many great parishes in our diocese. Uh, I was there with Monsignor Deptula and Father O'Brien and got to spend, gosh, was it six, seven weeks uh, there serving as a deacon. Um, they didn't, they didn't uh, let me dip my toes in. The first weekend I got there, I preached five of the masses um, and uh, got thrown right into ministry there, which was incredible. Uh, after having been preparing for it for so long at seminary, it was great to be able to just jump right in. Yeah, uh, over the summer I had, I had nine baptisms that I was able to celebrate, which are wow. obviously a highlight of being a deacon, mm-hmm. uh, being able to, to be with families uh, and to um, be the one to be able to welcome uh, these little children into the family of God. Um, yeah, again, it's indescribable. I really, <laughs> <laughs> I know you want more from me, but um, yeah, to be the one to pour, as you pour the water over the child's head saying, I baptize you. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, realizing that their eternal destiny is being changed in that moment, mm. um, and not not because, not necessarily because I'm there, because it can be done by somebody else, but to realize that I've been blessed to be uh, invited to be a part of that, um, to be able to be there as a witness uh, in that moment, and as the one who's really the one welcoming them in at the, the, that moment, it's it's incredible, and to uh, try to do as well as I can, which is still a very poor job of explaining that mystery <laughs> to the family who's there um, and helping them, helping them realize the gift that they've given their child in baptism. Um, and yeah, just being with them is, uh, is incredible. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And even, uh, we get almost so much here at seminary. Like we, we really do have like such a wealth of knowledge to be able to, sometimes I get almost overexcited, like, Oh wow. Like, this is this, and, yeah. then, and then it's connected to this. And <laughs> that if uh-huh. you were to really, like, just release the floodgates of knowledge, <laughs> it would almost be too much. But, you know, just, yeah, just the excitement. Yeah, yeah the, the indescribable nature that you keep on describing is sometimes <laughs> that, that joy, I think, of, like... So, so that's kind of what I'm experiencing Christ, right now, right? to be like, honest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it, and hopefully, like, uh, our listeners have, have had that experience of... Uh, true joy allowing christ to like work through you in, in different yeah, ways of although not everybody uh, has the opportunity to baptize i mean no. being a part of being that invitation um for a person into a greater love of the lord mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what it's about uh so that's pretty incredible um yeah also as a deacon um one of the other things that deacons are able to do in the church is to help with funerals mm. Um, so obviously we can't celebrate a funeral mass because that's only priests can celebrate mass. Um, but for a family that requests a funeral outside of the mass or just a graveside service after a mass, that's something a deacon can do. So I had the uh, honor of being able to do that um, a couple times um, at, in Champaign as well over the summer. And um, I mean, talk about flipping back and forth, but from the great joys of baptism to um, being able to be with a family, consoling them in those mm. um, tragic moments. Um, yeah, uh, being able to to console them, but also assure them that this person, they have been given the promise of eternal life. Right. Uh, and we, we believe that that's what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just being able to be with the families from 
both the extremes of life and death. Um, it was pretty incredible. The, uh, the first funeral I did, um, I was able to go to the hospital with Monsignor uh, Deptula to anoint this man. Uh, it was my first day back, or first day of the assignment. We went and did this anointing, so I got to meet him very briefly, and um, his, uh, I guess his friend was in the room there with him. Um, and then two weeks later, I was asked to do the funeral, um, mm-hmm. which was so much more touching because I'd been able to have that experience of even just meeting him and praying with him um, in the hospital before that, and then being able to meet back with family and, and assure them that he'd been given every, everything the church had to offer in the sacraments, he was able to receive reconciliation, the anointing of the sick, apostolic pardon, all of that. And, and we have faith because of that. Uh, and right. to, to, sh- to share that with them, uh, and be a witness to joy with them, even in that tragic moment. Um, yeah, again, as, incredible. As you're saying that, going from baptism to the funeral mass, what actually came to mind was with the Easter candle being lit uh, for mm-hmm. both of those. Yes. Uh, yeah. Almost like even the church itself wants to draw that connection. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't come up with that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> praise God. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> praise God for the church and, and their infinite wisdom. And, uh-huh. and we've been talking a lot of like the Eucharist and, and how the Eucharist, Holy Viaticum, at the very end. But how when we look at the Eucharist, it, it really is like a go to hell to death. Like it, it is hell. Like death has no triumph. Oh, gotcha. Um, it took me a second to figure out what you're saying. Yeah, in, in I preached on hell this weekend. So oh. you, you said go to hell. I'm like, oh, <laughs> go to hell to death. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like for for death itself to to be thrown cast into hell because in Christ who has defeated death, uh, we we don't have to. Of course, we're all going to experience uh, the natural, the first death, as Augustine would call it. But we, as as believing Christians and followers of Christ. Um, Having the Eucharist, the assurance yeah. that we won't suffer. That, yeah, Christ that rose from death. the dead, and in our baptism, we're baptized into that. So He mm-hmm. conquered it for us as well. Um, so we have that beautiful recourse to, you know, the Blessed Sacrament, yes. which is yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in eight months from now, eight or nine months from now, huh? yeah. I'll be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get to bring that to people as well. Um, yeah, I remember uh, actually the. Deacon Pat, so we just had our Vianney Cup. Yes. That tournament was uh, Congratulations yesterday. once more to St. Saint, Saint Mary's. Yes. Daniel Dianasota Daniel scored a goal. Yeah. He had uh, one of, in the championship game, uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of sealed the deal, a, uh, in a, sometimes called an insurance goal. I, was say, I think the deal was already um, kind of sealed at that point. But <laughs> it was 3-2, it and, and yeah, to have just one more goal did not uh-huh. feel too bad. <laughs> just, you know, that... State Farm Insurance goal, yes, you know, yes. as of course he's a loving gluten. Exactly. If only we had sponsorship from them. From my, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe if we say it enough time, that I think that's how it works. I don't know. Yeah, if we just keep saying <laughs> they pay us money. I don't... Same with Coca Cola. Oh man, send Coca Cola for yeah, you. Honestly, I don't even Coca. I just need some Coca Cola. Just send, a, just <laughs> send us some soda. Just one can a week. I'll take it. <laughs> Oh, but of course, at the uh, it's it's great because I know we've talked about it before, but there are three other seminaries here, and we start off with mass and and Deacon Pat as um, Pat Willie, our deacon from our diocese, as the SGA president here at the Mount, uh, preached that mass that morning. Knocked it out of the park. Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> like 
talk, going back to the Eucharist, this is why I thought about it. Yeah. Just and of course, like everything with Deacon, but like he talked about how like the with the hands, the yes. the, the Lord's yeah, the hands, hands of the, the hands of the priest, the hands mm-hmm. of like what we're God, we're all preparing for uh, with the priesthood, um, that our hands will be used by Christ to specifically at the altar, uh, that we will blessed are the hands that hold hold Christ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which he, you get to, I mean, in the Eucharist, everybody has that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the priest in a special way uh, is able to make him present with, or God is able to make him present through the use of the priest's hands. And then um, he which, kind of like, it, it's just a great way, and he did. I think he did a great job of drawing that that connection, like, this is what it's all about. And that's we. That's why we have Mass together with these guys from, from these three different seminaries. Yeah, we brought them together to... Uh, well, to frankly beat them in soccer. <laughs> um, but we start off in the Mass, bringing us all together, um, showing this is really what we're all about. Even though we're, we were competing yesterday, really we're all brothers that are striving uh, as seminarians to become priests. And, yep, and he, uh, he drawn Almighty. something with, here we come together because of, of Christ in, in the use of the hands, and later uh, we'll... we'll you know, be competing with our feet because we're yeah. playing soccer. <laughs> I thought it was just like very clever uh-huh. uh, kind of like imagery to show like, yeah, this is even in the midst of pursuing these, this excellence and pushing each other to for excellence. Um, yeah. Our priorities were still primarily on God. Yeah. And well, it didn't feel too bad to, to win it. I was say, before we move away from the Vianney <laughs> Cup, I also want to offer praise to Jacob Martini who uh, was our excellent goalkeeper, <laughs> saved us from uh, at least a few shots on goal that I saw. <laughs> he did a Grace. great job. And, and we also had Nick Connor from Peoria on the team. I don't think he came out in, in the second game, the championship game, neither. Nick Connor was on there for many minutes. Oh, you don't think he went out? I was like, he was yeah, definitely he played, out in the game. Oh, yeah. Played like... He was on the field the entire yeah. game. Yes. Yeah, which is a grueling day. I can't imagine... Yeah, I'm very I can't imagine being in there for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's been great to see you guys as as deacons. Um, uh, now, like you said, you know you you've been at this parish here in uh, in Emmitsburg. Mm-hmm. How has that been now um, serving serving these people, being able to again like continue this yeah, ministry it, service? It's it's been great. Um, I I I have enjoyed seminary. I've been here for five years now, mm-hmm. and. Um, there's something about the rhythm of life uh, and being with these men uh, that is it's just incredible. But I also am realizing, or have been realizing the last couple of years, but especially lately, as I've been ordained a deacon to be a minister, mm-hmm. this is not what I'm called to. Um, this is not what I came to seminary for. I came to seminary to be in seminary and learn, but to learn so I'd be able to go out and um, mm-hmm. and be with the people and serve them. Um, so having an opportunity, an opportunity to do that throughout the weekend um, and sometimes during the weekday, because I'm close enough, um, has, has been incredible uh, to be able to to be with the people. Um, I'm preaching basically every other weekend. Uh, I preach three masses, um, and yeah, it's it's been great so far. There haven't been any baptisms at the parish, but hopefully, some kids will be coming up that I'll be able to baptize. And um, yeah, and you actually, as as some of your parishioners, I know you have. Actually, our seminary professors. That is true. That is the challenge of having a, a parish that's very nearby. Uh, at, at least two of our seminary professors, and I believe one more. I know one from the university side and philosophy department. Uh, go to my parish, um, and so far they've been very gracious. 
but it has made me uh, think about my homilies. Extra time. Give him an extra look over for heresy because <laughs> I know it's going to be caught. Uh, actually, this weekend, I wrote a homily. Um, I usually try to write it earlier in the week just so I have some time to sit with it. Mm-hmm. So I had a homily written by uh, at least by Friday morning. It was pretty much written. And then I woke up Saturday morning and gave it once more. And I, re- I realized that this is a great homily for a seminary. It's not going to make much sense to uh, uh, parishioners. <laughs> I didn't write it for parishioners, so I had to uh, scrap about 80% of it and start over, um, which happens sometimes. That's yeah. something that you will learn. <laughs> is, uh, sometimes you write something and think it's fine, and then the next day you're like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that, that I, I already had that with, I had preached the other day. Yeah. I had already, I With written, the rags uh-huh. I, I wrote it one day, and then I went and read it the next day. I was like, what in the world is I thinking? This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> uh-huh. So that I was able to, you know, tweak it and, and then we go yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, and, that's, and sometimes it's the grace of the Holy Spirit helps us make a blunder through it. And sometimes he helps us realize before we make a mistake that <laughs> that's just not going to work. <laughs> um, but yeah, but realizing, I mean, it is the Holy Spirit writing. I mean, he wrote the scripture already, so we're basing it off of his words. Mm-hmm. Um, but also helping us write the homilies. Um, I was going somewhere with that point. Lost it. Having the Holy Spirit kind of uh, guide you guys, like, you guys are almost, I know we've been doing a lot, in our homiletics class, we've been doing a lot of readings of, like, throughout the ages, throughout church history, but a lot of what they talk about is, is this is, based on your guys, the fruit of your guys' prayer. So how the Holy sure. Spirit has been mm-hmm. kind of working in... The fruit of our prayer. And also, it's being written for an audience. Um, yeah. And, re- and realizing that. that um, yeah, what, what, we're, what we're putting forth is to be taken up by the people in the pews. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. And so far, on the most part, everybody's been very generous about um, uh, thanking me for my homilies. Uh, every now and then I get a comment about how I could improve it, which is good. I appreciate those. Um, half the time it's, you need to get closer to the mic because the microphones aren't tall enough for me. Um, I just, and I'm I working do, on that, I promise. I love you. You have to hold the book up. I do, yeah. I, yeah, I so feel not bad. Not only am I tall, but I also have bad eyesight. So. <laughs> yep. Got to pick up the book of the Gospels to read it. And, and it almost like, it always looks small in your hands. Cause it, yeah. <laughs> I, uh-huh. You've already had uh, one of the, I was talking to some of your one of your parishioners, um, because I they were at like something at my pastoral assignment, okay, uh, and they're like, yeah, we have that one deacon. He's uh he's really tall. <laughs> do you know do you know how tall he is? I was like, he's six nine. Yep. <laughs> that is the first thing he tells everyone. <laughs> Because yep. it's true, everyone is wondering. <laughs> uh, what was a part of my announcement when I introduced myself to the parish? <laughs> I always say, I'll get your first question out of the way right now. I'm 6'9". <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think that's great. And um, you'd mentioned just like, this is not, you know, this is not the end. This is God willing preparing you for, uh, God willing the your ordination to the priesthood mm-hmm. uh, in, in May, in, in those few short months and we actually, in our diocese right now, which we encourage our listeners to do, as we do, we actually have been praying it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, every morning at breakfast is is the St. Therese of Lisieux Novena. Yeah, our um, feast day is coming up on October 1st, so we're in the build-up right now for that. So um, just no matter where you are, if you haven't started it, you know, 
you can start it. Uh, yeah, if it's you not are, that keep long. Going. You can catch up. <laughs> yep. They're short prayers, uh, med- little meditation, and then just this prayer to St. Therese. And, and it's really for, uh, for vocations. Yeah. Um, for more vocations, uh, for the priests and bishop that we are, you know, that we have in our diocese, as well as the seminarians in our diocese, um, as we prepare. Uh-huh. Um, so we ask, like, yeah, please pray that with us, uh, that the Lord may send more laborers into the vineyard. Yes, yeah. yeah St. Therese, <laughs> Therese of Lisieux has been the patroness of vocations in our diocese for mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. Um, and it's she's been a great help. Um, she really yeah. has been, like, a little sister, almost... Uh, in, in like, at least my time here in seminary, where she's kind of like, as a little sister does, just shout out to Mallory, my little sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kind of like gives gentle reminders uh, and sometimes can be forceful. And so but, you have a different <laughs> little sister than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but always like just loving uh, and very familial as well. Yeah. And just to be clear, that was a joke. I love you, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be getting texts from this. <laughs> but uh, by all means, like, please, please pray for us. Uh, and yeah, well, Deacon, what has been, I know a lot of open-ended questions. Is, is there sure. anything else you want to share with uh, being a deacon? No. No. <laughs> we covered a lot. I mean, we covered like. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned everything. Um, yeah, as I said, it's, it's. It's indescribable. Um, it's a great blessing. Um, I'm very grateful to the people of the diocese who have supported me along the way, uh, especially the people of my home parish at Epiphany, um, all of my family members. Um, yeah, I couldn't have gotten uh, there or here without that. Um, so I'm very grateful to all the people of the diocese. Uh, also, the vocation, uh, vocation program from the diocese, uh, including the previous members, uh, so Father Hennehan, Father Chase Hilgenbrink, Father Tim Heppner, um, everybody that's been a part of that um, has been a huge support and mm-hmm. has got me where I'm at. And I'm, I'm so grateful um, and so excited to, to have been able to serve the diocese um, and to be gearing up to come back in May and uh, throw myself full force into it for, for the rest of my life. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure. So thanks, everybody. And even Amy Chauvin, and, and then now yes, we have Yes, oh, yes, yes. Amy, good job. I I like, both of our bishops, Bishop Janky yep. and Bishop Liu. I don't want to forget anybody. A whole team, and then the whole <laughs> team we have here, really, people just helping us yes. to be, strive for holiness. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful to everybody. I, I don't want to leave anybody out. And, and if we did, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, but with that, <laughs> shout-outs. Yeah, shout-outs, uh, especially just as we're looking back. Um, as I'm looking back, the parishioners of St. Matthew's. Mm. Uh, it was an incredible summer. Um, I miss you guys very dearly already. I'm not going to mention names because I'll forget somebody and <laughs> we'll avoid that. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I, yeah, had a great summer with you all. Um, the feast day of St. Matthew was just this week. Um, so you've already especially been in my thoughts and prayers this week. Um, but I've been praying for you guys each day and I'm grateful for the summer we had. So. I just want to give a shout out to, to really our listeners who are above everything patient with us as it is you know it's been about two months or so since the last episode has been posted uh as we try to kind of figure out navigate like being in different places in our busy schedules yeah, how we do this from three different yeah. seminaries yes and hopefully we'll, we'll get it figured out and get episodes out on a more regular basis here soon but shout out to to all of our, our listeners 
Uh, I'd like to also give a shout out to uh, Jacob Hopper, who of course discerned the Lord's will very well, um, and is now down in Florida teaching people about theology as he's doing the Echo program with Notre Dame. Yeah. What a genius! What a guy who has truly thrown yeah. himself um, to whatever God is calling him to. Yes, and on a selfish note, I'm grateful our mail doesn't get mixed up here at the seminary <laughs> anymore. <laughs> uh, but then, especially all he's done uh, for the podcast and and being on here, uh, yeah. Jacob and Jacob, Hopper and Hopper. You know, it is. It was very confusing. It was but confusing. But <laughs> we do miss him. Yeah. Prayers for him and his ministry, uh, as well as a shout out to Frank Strell, uh, and a newer listener. I know uh, Ben Schoonmaker, who had kind of taken over the podcast, has introduced him to our podcast, and hopefully yeah. uh, we we continue to provide. He, he wrote me a great letter that I received this week, and oh. it's on my schedule for later today to write him back. So, Woo. And, of course, a shout-out to, uh, I'm sure he's been missing it in their time off, but a shout-out to Ryan Mann. And with you, that, Frank. Uh, I see you have pulled up the Novena Prayer. Yeah, I figured you we could close, us close in prayer. with our Novena Prayer. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Therese, you answered the Lord's call to become love in the heart of the Church by entering Carmel and living the hidden life of contemplative prayer, fasting, and self-offering for the mission of the Church and the salvation of souls. Through your gracious intercession, grant our prayers for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life in our diocese. Beg our Lord to send us laborers who will be true disciples of the Lord, faithful to the service of his church, the pursuit of holiness, and always eager to place the needs of others before their own. We make this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Therese, patroness of vocations, pray for pray us. For us. And you can find those prayers on our vocations webpage, comeandfollowme.org. Yes. Uh, And they can also be found on Facebook uh, with the same name, uh, Pure Vocations. Uh, So we thank you guys for listening. Uh, We ask you to pray for us, know of our prayers for you. And as always, thank you and God love you.